What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Young in Love podcast, a podcast where being young in love has absolutely nothing, zero to do with your age, but has all to do with your experience and your growth and love over time. My name is Darius Covington. I am the host of this great podcast. And today's episode, I'm about to expose myself a little bit. Um, Can you all see this light? No, I guess you can't. I'm about to expose myself a little bit on today's episode. Um, so fun fact, I was actually just filming some videos for TikTok and I was like, well, I already have the setup here. I might as well just film this episode right quick. So I went ahead and plopped out the camera or, you know, shifted the camera on the tripod um, and hit record. Um, and so as you can tell by today's, t- listen, I'm not wasting no time with this video because it is a little bit embarrassing because these next couple of videos are all going to be on the same topic and I'm about to embarrass and expose myself a lot. So we're going to jump right into, um, this episode real quick before we do, if you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead to YouTube. If you're already here, what's up? Um, go ahead and click the subscribe button down below. Um, and make sure you're following us if you're watching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other place that this podcast gets uploaded to. Thank y'all for your support. If you go to the link in the description, you can click my link tree and you can go ahead and join the Covington Family Group Chat. Over there, we'll be talking. It is it is almost like if you know what Patreon is, it's the same thing as Patreon. Um, I was just trying to find an avenue where I wouldn't have to charge y'all anything because Patreon, there is no free option on there. Um, so... Go ahead, click the link in the bio and um, join that family group chat. Anyway, y'all see me stalling a little bit, right? Before we start this podcast, let me hear what your highs and lows of the week were. We do a game here called Roses and Thorns. Your roses are what were those good moments, those smell good moments, those feel good moments of your week. And then the thorns are what were those moments that like, you know, won't really that feel good. Um, My rose for this week. I will say, um, actually, I have a pretty good rose this week. I have a few friends coming over. Um, I had a friend come over yesterday. We had shot something for her business. I have two friends coming over today, actually, in about 30 minutes. And um, went out to brunch, lunch after church on Sunday. I was in Jersey last week. Got to see my people in Jersey last week. Um, so, those are some rosy experiences. The thorn is this to-do list that I have on this computer that I just feel like is never getting done. I just feel like I keep adding stuff to it and I keep doing things, but like, it, I don't know. It's just too much going on. Um, that's, that's my thorn for the week. Um, anyway, getting into comment down below. Let me know what your rose and your thorn, your what your rose and your thorns were. Excuse my 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 tongue ain't working. What your rose and your thorns were for the week. Um, and I try to respond to them. Getting into this episode, episode five, I think it is. Um, single after seven years of a relationship. Um, now I do want to say I'm not going to say any names. Um, if I do, we're going to probably throw a fake play name in there so that I don't get confused. Um, and I did reach out to this person before I filmed these videos and said, just so you know, I'm not talking about you in these videos. I am more talking about myself and my experiences and how my experience can probably help somebody else. 
Um, because honestly, I did. I somebody when I was in that relationship, there was somebody who I knew who was in a relationship for ten years, and their relationship ended. And I don't want to say it inspired me to end my relationship, but it definitely inspired me to understand at that time that just because we had dated for all these years didn't necessarily mean that we had to continue dating if we didn't like or if I didn't like um, where the relationship was going. And so and so that is a lot of the reason why I'm doing this video. I think that there might be other people and, and I have people DM me all the time, other people who have been in long term relationships that they're feeling that these relationships aren't necessarily what they want to do long term. But once you're in a relationship for all those many years, that seems like the best option, like leaving or staying in the relationship seems like the best option. Um, and in my experience, leave, run <laughs> has nothing to do with the other person. I think it has more to do um, with the fact I would rather leave a relationship after 10 years and start all over. If it means that I find a person that I could be everything that I wanted to be too, that I couldn't necessarily be in my other relationship. Anyway, let me give you all the backstory of this relationship, how it began. Um, we're going to make this a three-part series. So I'm going to talk about how the relationship started, my experience a little bit before that relationship, how that relationship started. Um, and then we're going to go all the way up until I felt like this relationship probably isn't what I want to do anymore. And then we might we might dip off and it might be a part two. There will be a part two. But we, we might dip off there and then pick up on part two because I only have my friends are coming. I only have 30 minutes to do this anyway. So that relationship started when I was 14. I was 14, which means I was in eight. I, I was in the eighth grade when that relationship started. So from obviously from kindergarten <laughs> sounds terrible. Kindergarten to eighth grade, obviously I had, I don't even want to say relationships because are they really relationships <laughs> when you're that young? When I was in fourth grade, we used to go to gym and we used to have weddings. <laughs> that is embarrassing. They used to, um, they used to literally plan, like we would be in class and they'd be telling us who's getting married today. And then during gym, when we would go outside, we would go to this area and I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we were different as kids back then. I don't know. It was crazy. But so I dated, I didn't want to say dated, but I, I was a kid. I kid dated at that time. Um, you know, so obviously those are more play relationships. They weren't anything serious. Um, and I'll be honest at 14, when I got into this relationship, I didn't know that it would become as long-term or as serious, um, as it became because this was just somebody I, at, at that time. And I, I said this many a times and I don't know that she received it the right way. But I had said many times that at 14, when you're dating a girl, you're not really dating because I like your mindset. You're not really or at least I wasn't dating because I liked her mindset. I wasn't dating because your future plans are they they align with my future plans. Your desires lie on my desires. At 14, I was like, you cute. Listen, I'm gonna be real transparent. I am not. I am not a person who I'm not afraid to expose myself or my thoughts at all. Um, and so at 14, I was like, you cute. You got a nice body. Cool. This is great. Obviously, it grew into more than just somebody being pretty and somebody having a nice body. But at 14, in the church or not in the church, I'm a guy. That's what I was looking for at that age. Um, and so we met at my church. Um, trying to make sure that I'm not like exposing anything here, but we met, we, we met at my church. We were in the same youth department. 
Um, and honestly, we were different age ranges. She was a little bit, literally a little bit older than I was. Um, and in that little bit amount of age. So if I met her in eighth grade and she's older than me, that means she was in high school. So, you know, the high schoolers are with the high schoolers were the seven, eight or six, seventh and eighth graders, the middle schoolers with the middle schoolers. And so our friend groups in church was, were very different, but because we met in, or we started dating in eighth grade, that, that split was short lived because eventually we were both in high school. And so we were both now, you know, like the experiences that we had in the youth department were both in the same places. I, for a long period of time at that church, I did not know anything about her. I just knew that she was some, some girl that went to my church because she wasn't in the group of people that I associated with. But again, I knew who she was and I had friends who were in high school. But um, eventually when I got to the eighth grade, um, somehow, I don't really know, but we started, we started talking on the phone and I was like, oh, you know, you're actually pretty cute. Um, and we were talking, we were talking, we were talking, we were talking, we would talk. And then eventually I have, I had this thing when I was younger <laughs> where like, I'm probably not going to, if I like you, I'm not going to tell you that I like you. I'm just going to tell your close friend that I like you because nine times out of 10, your close friend a girl's close friend, if you tell a girl's best friend that you like her, her best friend is bound to tell her that the boy likes you. So I told her best friend, knowing that her best friend was going to tell her. We eventually started dating. I don't even want to go through the whole story. We eventually started dating. Um, I was 14 in the eighth grade. We started dating. I went to ninth grade. We were still dating. I went to 10th grade. We were still dating. And I think from eighth grade to 10th grade, um, actually, I want to say eighth grade to 11th grade. It was fine. Like, you know, we weren't we weren't we weren't adults dating. And so there wasn't much of responsibility to be people like who were adults dating. Um, we went to the same church. So obviously we saw each other every Sunday. Um, we had youth group at our church on Friday. So we saw each other every Friday as well. So the dynamics of our relationship, I feel like for a long time, were fine. Um, you know, we got to see each other, whatever. I think in 11th grade is when things just started to change. <laughs> I think that I, um, let me be honest. I think that I started to weigh the fact that I, I think I started to weigh my options. You know, I, I think that I started coming into more of who I was. Um, and I think the options, not that there were like 20 girls lined up trying to talk to me, but I think that the options that I had, I started realizing, you know, were more than just this one person. And I really started to want to experience other things, never pursued that, but it was always, it, it became, started to become a thought in my mind when I was, when I was in 11th grade. Um, and also noting the fact that so she's two years older than me. So by the time I went to 11th grade, she was going to college. And so she's having her experiences in college. I'm still in high school at home. She was dorming at college. Um, so the dynamics of our relationship started to change a little bit um, or a lot of it. She would come home, you know, for church on the weekends. And I would obviously have an opportunity to see her then. Um, but the dynamics started to change once she went away. The dynamics started to change once she went away to college. Um, and once I started to come into who I was a little bit. I definitely think that at the time, and I, I've said this, not to her, but I've said this in conversations with the people since this relationship has ended. When you're 11 and you're broke, <laughs> there's not really much you could do in your relationships. And so we did hang out. We did go out on dates, but obviously they're nothing like the dates that I'll be going out on now because at that time I didn't have 
any money to be going out on dates with her. And so there, there was a part of that that does feel um, a little toxic. We weren't, we weren't also, I would go over her house sometimes, um, but we weren't people, we, we weren't people like who had the ability, thankfully, actually, weren't people who had the ability to like, you know, I know people who go to their boyfriends and their girlfriends' houses every day. They'd be in a room with the door closed underneath the covers, see my eye twitch, underneath the covers. Um, you know, and just, really just chillaxing, just relaxing. We didn't really have that experience. That was not our experience. Her mom was a very devout Christian or is a very devout Christian woman. Um, my mom, my mom is not a very devout Christian woman. She just don't play that. <laughs> um, and so there, there is, there is a level that I'm like, sometimes I imagine, or I, I think sometimes I credit that to be like a toxic trait for myself that I didn't really make time to go out with her or go, or go out on dates with her. Um, or at least I did have that mindset. And then I got older and I realized, like, you didn't have any money. You didn't have a job. You were in high school. She was in college. Um, and although people do it all the time, I didn't do it. And I, I, I okay, I didn't do it. And if, and if I'm wrong for not doing it, and I, you know, I just didn't do it. Um, but we definitely had, we definitely saw each other every week. And if it wasn't every week, we definitely saw each other every two weeks. Um, but I want to see every, every single week for sure. But as time started to progress, um, in that relationship, I think some things started to happen. Um, so for full transparency, she never cheated on me. I never cheated on her, but I think that there were some other things that happened in the relationship that kind of make you, or that kind of made that, that just changed the way that I showed up in the relationship. So there were things that happened that like, you know, killed my trust a little bit. There were things that happened that killed um, my likingness to her um, a little bit or a lot of bit. Um, and I think that I, I think that I think that when that started to happen, if I knew what I know now, if I knew then what I know now, I would have probably ended the relationship at that point instead of just holding on and holding out or being afraid to end the relationship. Um, because I think that once I, I, knowing myself, it's hard to rebuild trust. Um, and so I think that once the trust started to go out the window, um, I didn't set us up in a good way in our relationship because I really should have just ended it knowing that that trust probably isn't going to come back anytime soon. And now the way that I respond to things, the way that I act around you, it's all going to be based off the fact that this trust um, is kind of draining a little bit. And there might have been some instances where she might have felt that I did things to her as well that made that trust dwindle. Um, and so I give us both responsibility to, for not ending the relationship. If you ask her today, if I, did I treat her great in that relationship? She would tell you no. And I would say to her in response, why didn't you end the relationship? And if you ask me if I felt that I was good to her in that relationship, I would also say no. And I would take the accountability of asking myself, why didn't you end the relationship at the time that you knew that you weren't treating her the way that you wanted to treat her? But obviously as time moved forward, um, I started to realize that like, all right, for the sake of us both, <laughs> let me end this for us both. So then time progressed. Eventually I went, I graduated, I went to college. So that was 14 or that was eighth grade, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th. That's five years. Um, I went to college for two years. I went to college and I don't, thundering. 
I went to college and I don't I don't re- I don't remember how I was I don't remember how toxic I, our relationship was in, in college. I don't really remember how the dynamics of our relationship changed um, while I was in college. But I think around that point, because that was rounding off the seven years, I think around that point is when I started to realize more and more. I think around that point is actually when I had the conversation or heard the conversation with the person who said that they were dating for 10 years and they ended the relationship. So around that time of hearing that conversation is when I was like, this relationship isn't going the way that I want it to go. Um, and full transparency. Obviously, we were we grew up in the church together. We went to the same church together. Um, we lived inside. We lived in the same town. Um, and we were dating for all these years. So obviously the conversation of marriage came up or started to come up a lot. Um, you know, looking at rings, although we were young, but when you're young and you've been dating for seven years, um, I feel like marriage makes since a little bit, probably not all the way, like you definitely could have waited. We started looking at rings. We were talking about, oh, I saw this church. We should, we would get married in this church. Blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, that never happened. No shade. I'm grateful that it never happened. Um, because I remember somebody telling me we were in an office-like environment. I don't want to say exactly where we were because people who know me might know who I'm talking about. Uh, we were in an office-like environment and... I remember this person coming up to me and they were talking about um, just marriage and relationships in general, marriage and relationships in general. We were literally at a printer in this office environment. Um, And they were like, you know, if you and this girl who I was dating at the time, if you and her ever got married, I feel like y'all would just figure it out. And that happened years ago. And I will never I don't think that I'll ever get that conversation out of my mind because to have been in a relationship, it's different if somebody says, um, I can see it's it's different if somebody says, I can see y'all getting married. Y'all make a great married couple. It's different hearing that versus hearing somebody say, if y'all got married, y'all would just figure it out because I never want to be in. And although I don't really care about what people think, but I never want to be in a relationship with somebody. And the 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 thought that people and the thought that somebody has about y'all relationship is that if this ended up in marriage, y'all would figure it out. Hearing that, because there was a lot of truth in that, hearing that made me like take a step back and be like, you right. <laughs> you are absolutely right. If we got and I obviously as somebody who dates with the intention to be married, um, Obviously, there was a goal for that relationship to, or every relation, not every relationship. There was a goal for the relationships that I'm taking serious to obviously end up in marriage, realizing in that moment that if we got married, that we would be one of those couples who just figured it out. And on top of that, somebody had said to us when our relationship started to start going sour and it was very evident that it was going sour. Um, somebody was like, y'all should go get couples counseling. And I was like, so if we're not married and not, not, not premarital counseling, couples counseling, because y'all are not doing good in this relationship. If we're not married and it already looks like we need counseling to help us in our dating relationship. Marriage ain't going to (laughs) work. Marriage would not work out for us. And so, so I think it was a combination. She had also mentioned 
the same counseling scenario. And I was like, so that it don't make sense to me. If we're all, if we already need counseling, do you really want to be in a marriage where as two people who are dating, who don't live together, who don't see each other every day, who don't have to talk about finances, who don't have to talk about children, who don't have to blend their families together, who don't have to blend their cultures and their experiences together. If we can't get it together here, I don't know that it will make any sense to get it together there. Um, and so hearing those two things, the y'all would just figure it out and the y'all should go to counseling. In my mind, it snapped a trigger in me um, and made me realize that like, maybe this relationship isn't for us. And obviously we were dating for seven years. And so I didn't want to just give up on that relationship. Um, obviously we were not both over the relationship. And so I didn't want to be that guy. Um, I didn't want to be rude. I also, I don't know that I liked her at this point, but I definitely, I loved her. I didn't like her. Um, and so loving somebody, obviously you don't want to just be like, you know, tap dancing on their emotions and their feelings. And so there was a lot to consider. And unfortunately I, I spent like probably over a year, <laughs> over a year considering if we should be in a relationship at all or not. And within that year of considering if we should be in a relationship or not, I think the way that I showed up was in a way that seemed like I was considering this, like considering in this relationship. And so even hugging, I, I, I talked to my friend, talked to my friend about this all the time that like, you know, even like being hugged by her, I was like, okay. Like, because she's hugging me romantically, and in my mind, I'm still pondering. I'm still thinking about if this relationship is supposed to last or not. Like, does, is that is that does that make sense? And so I do think that if you're in a relationship, I will say this. If you're in a relationship and you do have, it might, it might not be the hug thing. Uh-oh, you'll see this light. It might not be the hug thing. It might be something else, but just use this as, as an example. If you're in a relationship and... um. It feels like when you hug this person, they don't hug you back with the same romantic feeling or the same loving feeling that you're giving off. And that, that can be hugging, kissing, conversating, go just being around them. Um, it might be worth to like wonder if this person also wants to be in this relationship, because I, I really do think that it, it would have been helpful for her to be a little bit more aware of the fact that I was off. And we did have conversations about it, but I don't think the conversation of, and maybe it did, and I just don't remember, but I don't think the conversation of, um, do you want to break up? Because it seems like when I hug you, you're not hugging me in the same, the same romantic feeling that I had in my affection toward you. And we, we did, we talked about affection all the time and how over time I, I just became less and less affectionate. And I think it was, let me say this. I oftentimes say, in in my conversations about this relationship, I oftentimes be like, I was so toxic in that relationship. I was so, I was trash. I don't know that I was, I was trash. I don't know that I was fully trash as, as I'm talking this out. I don't know that I was fully trash. Um, or I, I do have to, I do think that because I knew that I was considering, like really thinking hard about if this relationship was a thing for us or not. 
um, I feel like once those thoughts started coming in my mind, that it affected how I showed up. So I don't think that I was necessarily trash because I was trying to be trash, but I was literally trying to think about a person's feelings, trying to think about how to go about this, trying to think about our life together. And in having those thoughts, the way that I showed up was different. So it wasn't that I was being toxic because I'm, I'm just a toxic person. It was, it was, I was being controlled by the thoughts that were, that I was having in my mind as it pertained to this relationship. And so after a year, <laughs> after a year of um, thinking about if this relationship was for, forget us, if it was for me or not, um, because I used to say this to her all the time, as the guy, although women propose to their, their, their men pretty often, according to social media, um, but I, I would say often that as the man, it's my responsibility to ask you to marry me. If I don't feel comfortable enough to ask you to marry me, I'm not going to do it. In any relationship, if I don't feel like I want to be married to you, I'm not going to ask you. And so as time went on, after that year and some change of me considering if we should be in a relationship or not, um, and also what that looked like for, for me, because you also have to understand that me ending this relationship means that I have to start over. <laughs> and when you've been doing anything for seven years, having to start over, you I, you would rather be in this toxic than this in this toxic trash situation than to have to start all over again with somebody else. Um, and obviously, when you're in relationships, starting over, being able to do seven years again with somebody else, nine times out of ten means having to do short periods of time with other people to find that person that the seven years will be worth it for. Um, but I will say, I feel like that experience, I don't, I don't know what she would say that the experience told her. I will say that the experience taught me a lot um, about who I wanted to be, how I wanted to be in relationships, how I wanted to show up in relationships, and the seriousness of how I take relationships where now um, I would never, we're not, we not making it past seven hours if I know that I don't want to be with you anymore. I don't, it, it, it won't take me a year to think about it. If the thought of me wanting to be with somebody else comes up in my mind, that's enough for me to understand that we're probably not the best match. So after that year and some change, um, we had a conversation and the conversation started off or went something like, I think we need to break. <laughs> um, and anybody who's ever taken a break in relationships, I feel like maybe four people in this world of 7 billion people have probably been successful at taking a break in relationships. Obviously, we were not successful after taking that break. I, I'll, I'll key in. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about the breaks on part two, but I'll key in the fact that we ended up taking a break. We ended up taking a few breaks. Um, and the process of how that happened, I'll start to explain in part two of this series of me being single after seven years. Um, I want to do a, I want to do a takeaway from all these videos. Um, what was my takeaway in this first part of this relationship from being in a, a, a nice relationship as a 14 year old until I was and maybe at this point I was 20 um, when we when we took our first we took our first break. What did I learn? What was what was my biggest life lesson during that time? 
I would say my biggest life lesson at that time was no matter what people's expectations are for your life, you're in charge of where and what you want to be. Because I think that people expected us. And an expectation is literally just people thinking how what your life should be. Nobody told us that we needed to get married. Nobody told us that we needed to stay in a relationship together. People just saw, you know, you see people dating, you expect them to be dating. You expect them to eventually get married. And I think that knowing that people expected us to get married made me think that we had to. And so I think after that experience of like, we're going to take this break and we're not, I'm not going to care what people think. I think that that has a great responsibility of why I, I really don't care what people think. <laughs> I really don't care what people think today because everybody has expectations. Everybody has not just expectations, but everybody even has just like their own made up plans, their own desires, their own hopes for your life. And I think this experience or this one part of this experience made me understand that like I'm glad you have thoughts <laughs> that sounds terrible but I, I'm glad you have thoughts but I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what I feel is right for me yeah that was what I learned all right that was that was fun this was a little exposing I feel like I'm gonna get a text message a phone call I might get jumped I don't know <laughs> after this gets uh posted but um, make sure you subscribe because part two, it just gets not worse and worse, but it does get worse and worse a little bit. Um, and <laughs> I was thinking about, I was thinking, I was thinking about something that I'm not going to share. Um, but make sure that you're subscribed, that you like, and you comment below, stay tuned for part two. I think today is, today is Monday. This might go up around Wednesday. And then I think we'll do the other one. I think I'll film the other one. And have that one come out either Friday or Saturday. We'll talk about part two of how or of why I am single after seven years. Or am I single after seven years? I don't know. I don't know. There's more to see. Anyway, thank you guys for watching this video. Be sure to comment, to like, subscribe, wherever you're listening to this at. And until next time. I don't know. Until next time. Goodbye. <laughs> La la la!